Great day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Strategic Possibilities Show, where we discuss success and growth to help you launch potential in your personal and professional life. My name is Emmett Ferguson, and I am your host. And today's episode is co-written and co-produced by a gentleman friend of mine named Jerome J.D. Qualley. He is an HR, human resources strategist. And the question that we want to ask for today is, can managers improve soft skills with the right metrics? So this is a great question for managers who might be brilliant organizationally, or they're brilliant strategists, or they're brilliant at making things work just so perfectly within an organization, and you want to possibly improve their soft skills a little bit more so that everybody functions better as a whole. And to start off, somewhere in Little Rock, Arkansas, there's a, in the Clinton Library, there's a plaque. And on that plaque, it's Clinton Foundation, the guiding principles. And there's a few principles. One of them is, we're all in this together. Nothing truly happens unless unless a life is changed. No one has all the answers, but we can bring together the people who can find them. Results you can measure are the only results that matter. Empowerment is liberating and life-changing. There's always a way to be faster, leaner, and better. The greatest good is helping people live their best life story. And those are some great guiding principles. And this podcast is going to examine a theory on management that proposes that applying the right metrics to measure a manager's performance can also help assess influence and even help guide those managers who struggle with soft skills to improve them. At the individual contributor level, let's understand that first. Employees are measured on their activity or production. So, for example, companies track the number of emails employees send out, how many leads they generate, how many customer service calls they make, how many tires an assembly line puts out in an hour, or other metrics that may be relevant to a role. And this process ideally results in more productivity, efficiency, or sales leads. Meanwhile, managers may evaluate what's called KPIs or key performance indicators as defined as some composite result with value-added information. For example, in their roles, instead of monitoring just the numerical metrics, such as producing 50 screws in one hour, they might be measuring the number of screws produced per hour without a defect. That's that value-added information they want to understand. These are great business methods for constant improvement, but what do the managers do while their employees are waiting or while they're waiting for their employees to push out those 50 screws or make those calls? Do they sit by idly or in meetings until they have the day's results to determine what to do with them? And this is somewhat pressing of the stereotype that managers don't do very much of anything. And maybe there are some managers out there that get away with that type of work ethic, but effective managers are the managers that, we're wanna, that we want to talk about in this podcast. And it's the effective managers that will be more engaged with employees. And we're looking to measure that. We're looking to measure how their engagement can impact their influence and impact the positive growth of the organization overall. In this era of technological change and big data, The principle on that plaque that I just read off to you, the Clinton guiding principles that stood out most to me was results that you can measure are the only results that matter. And that stood out to me because, of course, I was working at a tech company at the time and data is huge for tech companies 
right now into the future and for the past decade or so. Many questions ran through my mind when I read that line. What can't you measure, is what I wondered. What about less tangible concepts like kindness, empathy, and active listening? And there's so much talk about emotional intelligence, but it seems to be an intangible, somewhat subjective set of traits sometimes. And the rabbit hole goes deep, but let's fast forward a few weeks later to a conversation with an organizational leader at work. As I spoke with the leader, they mentioned to me that their job is to influence teams to perform. And then the memory of this plaque suddenly popped into my head and I asked, it's interesting that you say that. And then I told them the story about the plaque and then I asked, how exactly do you measure influence? They replied that it was related to how much we as individuals on their team achieve. And I know there is great truth in that because that is what managers and great leaders do. They help others and the business live to the fullest potential. But I was interested in numbers because of that plaque. Not to challenge the leader or the manager, but more so just out of my own curiosity. I wanted to come up with a measurable aspect of this leader's performance that could prove they were influential. And it was difficult to answer at the time. So I came up with a few ideas and here are the ideas. So let's first define what influence is. From dictionary.com, it's defined as the action or process of producing effects on the actions, behavior, opinions, or etc. of another or others. And we often sit in awe at those who are able to command an audience, the public speakers and the motivational speakers, those people that can move an entire audience towards some common goal. So the question now is, how does a manager go about influencing their team? And chances are it's not accomplished by hiding away in some corner of the office emailing. The great leaders are arguably more involved with their teams. They handle complex emotions, bad days, career aspirations. They work with financial concerns, and more than that as well, every single day. As well as the not only the problems of their team, but their own problems and problems that occur with working with other managers and leadership to make their team most effective. So let us use a few examples to illustrate the ideas. So in order to begin creating metrics for managers to practice influence, to understand metrics for influence, something that seems intangible, we have to first explicitly define certain concepts that may be considered influential. So we can take one of Daniel Goleman's thoughts. Daniel Goleman is a leading thought leader on the concept of emotional intelligence. And one of the aspects of emotional intelligence that I believe we can measure is social skill. And we're going to use that as an example. So how can we measure social skill? What if we measured the number of times a leader smiled during meetings? Could that be translated into a happier team? There's salespeople who are not exactly explicitly measured by their smiles. And there are many sales teams that end up putting mirrors in front of their salespeople so that they can remember to smile because they believe it has a positive effect on sales. Now, how could that be applied to management? There must be some sort of application. And what if there were more metrics for managers on the number of times they interact with members of the team, one-on-one, -on -one, in person, just as employees are measured on the number of times they must be in touch with the public? We can use a simple idea from Wikipedia, which states mentoring is a social skill. So if managers had a metrics such as monthly or weekly mentoring sessions, 
We can measure this and turn it into a sort of KPI to see how the mentoring sessions impact an individual contributor's performance. And what about struggling managers or new managers in a leadership position for the first time? Could assigning metrics on soft skills like frequency of mandatory employee interactions help improve organizational performance? And companies would need to ensure that emotional intelligence is an integral component in new manager training and that the expectations are clear on how individuals can enhance their emotional intelligence or EQ and why they should. There's assessment tools that companies can use to evaluate their managers on a predetermined frequency and then measure their progress. For example, if we combine these ideas with DISC, which is D-I-S-C, which is a evaluation tool for management teams. It's one thing to identify the metrics and communicate the expectations and then measure them, but how do you measure a leader's influence? And that's what we've been getting at. We've established those examples of certain specific actions that can be used to measure a leader's influence. And after all, leadership is more than just management. So according to my friend Jerome JD Quality, HR strategist, he states, leadership is all about facilitating the success of others by connecting with each person individually through active, empathic, empathetic listening. Leadership is about influence and earned authority, not hierarchies and power. Leadership is about being a champion for each person's success and instilling a mindset of personal and professional growth in those around you. It's about developing, giving, and serving. So that's a great message. And if we can measure all of those aspects, some of those that seem like soft, intangible ideas, or if you can create metrics that allow managers who don't have those skills to apply it for their practice as a manager so that they can lead better teams, what sort of impact would that have on business? So looking back at that, how can we measure leadership effectiveness and influence? An increase in tangible results is one thing, but we want to understand the potential for a leader's long-term positive impact. One suggestion is for companies to weave emotional intelligence factors into their 360-degree review processes and employee engagement surveys. If done successfully, with peer-reviewed scientific and psychological data to support the questions used, companies can essentially determine if their leaders are making connections with their direct reports and demonstrating true influence. The reporting that these processes would generate could offer a tangible methodology for measuring soft skills and coaching leaders to improve in these critical areas. The technology to measure and improve managerial soft skills could have a very positive effect in the business world with many, many positive implications. So here's a final thought, a final hypothetical scenario to think about. If a successful manager happens to hold 15 one-on-one meetings with employees per month, while another manager only holds 10 similar meetings with employees per month, Could that second manager increase the performance of his team, his or her team, by having those five extra meetings? And that's just the hypothesis. It would take a manager or a business leader or a strategic HR professional to really test that idea or theory. And there's a lot to learn from implementing soft skills metrics for managerial and leadership positions. But if these types of ideas can help managers improve their soft skills that might not be so easy to implement, yet they can be trained to do it through metrics, just as salespeople, just as assembly line workers can work to improve their craft or 
their area of work or tasks, then there's definitely possibility that these concepts can be applied to help managers improve their soft skills through implementing simple metrics demand that the managers have more interactions with their employees. Thank you so much for listening. Wish you a fantastic and successful year and beyond. Have a great day, great morning, or great evening. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.